0: This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, Episode 33. A program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, D.C. This month, Jonathan Cho covers informational interviews and career connection. In the Insight Spotlight, Corey talks with IEEE USA wise intern Jill Johnson. And Georgia Staludo updates you on e-books and conferences. Now your host, Corey Ruth.
1: Thanks, John. One of IEEE USA's main functions is to influence government policies that benefit U.S. IEEE members. That sounds great, but what does it mean? How does it affect you, and how can you get involved? IEEE USA President Tom Coughlin shed some light on this in his recent column on Insight, our free online magazine. It all starts with the IEEE USA Government Relations Council, or GRC. The GRC provides direction and oversight, recommends annual public policy priorities and legislative agenda, and reviews position statements and white papers proposed to the IEEE USA Board of Directors for adoption. The policies are developed by IEEE USA's various government relations committees, covering areas such as intellectual property, research and development, AI and autonomous systems, energy, and more. We're always looking for volunteers to serve on these committees. It's a great way to get involved. So who sits on the Government Relations Council? the IEEE USA Vice President of Government Relations serves as Chair of the Council and is joined by a Vice Chair, the Chairs of Chartered IEEE USA GR Committees, and members at large appointed for their public policy expertise. Once policy priorities are chosen, GRC works with IEEE USA staff who interact regularly with members of Congress and the Administration to advance those goals. Some recent successes include preserving federal basic research funding, Reversing federal SNE conference attendance restrictions, making the R and D tax credit permanent, and reducing the tax bill impact on graduate students. What else do we do in government relations? A big one is the annual IEEE USA Congressional Visits Day, also known as C V D. It provides volunteers a structured opportunity to meet with their senators and representatives. Last spring, nearly 70 IEEE members came to Washington, D.C. for training and visited their members of Congress the following day on Capitol Hill. IEEE USA also funds year-long fellowships that place well-qualified IEEE members in Congressional, State Department, and USAID offices. For IEEE student members, we sponsor the WISE, that's Washington Internships for Students of Engineering, program, where successful applicants spend a summer in Washington learning about how technology professionals can participate in the public policy process. To read the full article, which includes links to all the programs I just mentioned, visit insight.ieeeusa.org.
2: I'm Jonathan Cho, and this is Career Connection, a segment where I take on aspects of young professional life and give guidance and tips. This month's episode will be the first part of a two-part series on the topic of informational interviewing. I'm sure the phrase informational interviews have probably come up in discussion at one point for many of you. Before we get started, let's get something straight. An informational interview is not a job interview. An informational interview is a meeting conducted to collect information about a job, career field, industry, or company. It's an opportunity to speak with a person working in a field you'd like to know more about. Some of you may be thinking... What's the point of an informational interview if it's not intended to land me a job with an employer like a regular job interview would? Here are some reasons why. Number one, you're interviewing without the stress. An informational interview is less stressful for both you and an employer than a typical job interview. You are the one in control and you can discuss what is done on a day-to-day basis and related to your own interests and feelings. An informational interview provides the opportunity to build your confidence and to improve your ability to handle a job interview without the added pressure that an actual job interview would give. Number two, you gain insider information and insight into a career field. Because this conversation doesn't center around a job, it can be a bit more frank. It's acceptable to ask about topics that are typically considered taboo in a formal job interview, like salary, benefits, and hours. You may get tips and advice that will help you strengthen your application or help you dig deeper to discover if the career that you want will truly be a fit for you. Number three, you get to network. A big part of a successful job search is who you know. Your connections may know about jobs that aren't posted yet or can make valuable introductions. When you're networking with just your own contacts, those job leads can run dry fast. Having an informational interview not only puts you in front of a potential boss, but it also gives you the opportunity to connect with a new set of people. While 1 out of every 200 resumes results in a job offer, studies show that 1 out of every 12 informational interviews also results in a job offer. That's why informational interviewing is the ultimate networking technique. Especially considering that the purpose of informational interviewing is not even to get job offers. Job offers and referrals just happen to be a delightful side benefit to it. The great thing about informational interviews is that anyone can, and should, do them. For students, they're a great way to learn about different fields of interest. For college graduates, it's a chance to learn the best ways to break into the career field. And for established job seekers, they're a way to explore possible career changes. Bottom line, don't overlook the importance and value of setting up informational interviews. They may take more time and effort than sending your resume to all potential employers, but their impact on your job search can be considerable. All right, everyone, this has been a Career Connection with Jonathan Cho. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you all next month for the second part of my series on informational interviews, where I'll reveal the steps to a perfect informational interview and the best questions to ask.
0: In the E USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or a public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, Corey speaks with Jill Johnson, 2019 IEEE USA WISE intern, about the nine week program, what inspired her to apply, and the details of her time in Washington, D.C.
1: I'm Corey Ruth, here with Jill Johnson, IEEE USA WISE intern for 2019. Jill's from Christian Brothers University in Memphis, Tennessee. Thanks for being here.
3: Thanks for having me. The WISE
1: internship, for those who aren't aware, it stands for Washington Internship for Students of Engineering. And WISE has a number of sponsoring societies that select outstanding engineering students from among their members to participate in a nine-week program in Washington, D.C. Students discover how government officials make decisions on complex uh, engineering and technological issues while also learning how engineers and scientists contribute to the legislative sessions. So, what inspired you to apply?
3: So, as well as being an IEEE USA intern, I'm also the Region 3 student representative for IEEE, so that is the all of the Southeast region I represent all the students there. We host our annual Southeast Con, and at Southeast Con, that's when I met um, one of the IEEE USA representatives, Diana. She told me about this internship about how um, engineering is and policy are just very mm-hmm. interrelated and there's a lot there's a large need for um, engineers to kind of be into this space so I got initially got interested in it because of her but um, I think the importance of engineering and policy intersection need to be a lot more prevalent because there's a mm-hmm. lot of kind of ethical dilemmas that happen in engineering that need to be responded to in a policy intervention way.
1: So what were your goals heading into the internship, and have you achieved those during your your time in Washington?
3: So my goals of the internship have pretty much been, well, of course, to get this paper done. So a um, 40-page 40, 40 paper on my policy topic, and uh, I got that done. <laughs> Um, and, um, some other goals were to kind of get involved in the DC community because I wanted to see just like what life was like here a little bit. So I've been getting involved and getting to kind of like know some of the community and help out here. Um, that's been one of my goals. And then another goal has been to just figure out really how the government runs, (laughs) And um, I funny. think I've gotten that um, I've been taken on to the hill with Erica and Russ, and they kind of showed me around. I went to an mm-hmm. ethics of AI policy panel right. and right. so I got to see I got to see that and I got to meet AI industry people that had a lot of interesting things to say on ethics of this new technology
1: so has anything surprised to you But your time on the hill and the internship in general?
3: So I've been surprised by kind of how slow it seems the government runs um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of very current pressing issues that it seems like either there's prevalence of the problems being understood in government, but there's just such a wide array of problems that need to be tackled that mm-hmm. the list of importance of things are seem to be just very immense and uh, another thing that's kind of surprised me is uh how walkable the city is, the the city is yeah. very walkable, and I really enjoy it. Um, there, I, I like not having to drive everywhere. That's been a very pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, I guess between walking and the metro, it's pretty easy. It's to It's great. Around. Yeah. It's great. So, uh, what is your project about?
3: Yeah, so my paper is co- titled. Wage Against the Machine, the Impact of the Wealth and Power Inequality on the Automation of Labor. So what this paper is about is really how automation displacement is a problem. Like, you go self-checkout for your bags, and th- that's a machine. You mm-hmm. go to order McDonald's, and you're the person taking your order is a machine now. So yeah, these the are, screen's at the, yeah. the front. Yeah. So these are entry-level jobs that are getting displaced by automation. And there's been studies that have shown that... Um, while there are a lot of jobs being lost due to this problem, there's also a lot of jobs being gained. However, uh-huh. the jobs being gained have a lot higher bar of entry, and these are what, uh-huh. what are called new-collar jobs. And uh-huh. so the because of the higher bar of entry, people who um, who don't have college degrees or don't have certificates or don't can't, uh-huh. couldn't even imagine having the money to afford these things, they can't get into those jobs. Right. Yeah, so I'm looking at how this problem of automation displacement um, is making wealth inequality worse. Because of that, workers don't um, necessarily have the power to bargain for better wages.
1: Does that extend into drivers, like with self-driving cars and self-driving trucks for transporting? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that something within the scope of your project as well?
3: Yeah, I I don't touch on that directly, but that is definitely a problem. So these truck drivers and these Uber drivers... If and when they do get replaced by, um, by self-driving cars, they'll be totally out of a job and they won't have, um, they won't have a fallback system to kind of lift them back on, on their feet and help them mm-hmm. get into a different job. Because of automation kind of doing this, the um, people are going to be having to work more and more jobs just to get the bills mm-hmm. paid. And then the people who have these skills to do the jobs will have to work longer and longer hours just to get the job done, right?
1: Very interesting mm. topic.
3: Oh, and another yeah. another thing to mention is that when automation is put into these workplaces, the productivity just explodes. You're having things be done so much faster and so much cheaper. Economic growth from these machines is also going up very high.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: at the same time, we've seen um, wages just kind of stay steady. And so the fruits of this automated labor... Mm-hmm. are only going to one end of the socioeconomic scale we're not seeing mm-hmm. it be dispersed
1: for anyone who's thinking about applying for wise uh, for next year or for mm-hmm. future years uh, what would you tell them um,
3: I would tell them to apply I would tell them uh, to have as great of a time as I can the paper and the presentation are definitely super important but what's more important is the the full, experience that you have here
1: well thank you very much you. and uh, good luck with future endeavors thank you the application deadline for summer 2020 is december 31st for more information or to apply today visit wise hyphen
4: and now here are some updates for ieee usa ebooks in the ieee usa conference calendar from October 1st through November 15th, IEEE members can download free Thomas Edison, Man of the Millennium, Volume 2, Lifetime Partnerships. Go to shop.ieeusa.org, sign in with your IEEE web account, add the book to your cart, and enter promo code OCTFREE19 at checkout. And I, IEEE members can still download IEEE USA's new free audiobook, Developing Your People, Common Sense Leadership in the Workplace, Volume 1, Skills Your Employees. Employees will need. Go to shop.iEEEUSA.org, search for the book title, and follow the instructions to download your new free audiobook in MP3 format. No promo code necessary. You can also purchase the companion ebook for the low member price of $2.99. IEEEUSA's new October ebook is Women in Engineering, Book 22, Passion and Perseverance, One Woman's Career History, by former IEEE USA President Karen Peterson. 7.99 for members and 9.99 for non-members. And don't forget IEEE USA's new September ebook, Critical Thinking Skills for Engineers Book 2: Communication Skills, only 2.99 for members and 4.99 for non-members. Get them all today at shop.ieeeusa.org. And looking at IEEE USA's conference calendar, you won't want to miss the IEEE International Conference on Wireless for Space in Extreme Environments, WISI, October 16th through 18th, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada and the IEEE Global Humanitarian Conference, GHTC, October 17th through 20th in Seattle, Washington. For more information on upcoming conferences and to register, go to IEEEUSA.org slash conferences. Don't miss these free gifts and great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelludo for IEEE USA.
1: If you love crosswords but find the ones in the daily newspaper just don't speak to your techie nature, Why not try our free engineering and tech-themed crossword puzzles? There's a new one posted every week, and you can either play right in your web browser or print it out if you're more of a pen and paper type. Try them today at insight.ieeeusa.org. I'm Corey Ruth. Until next time, thanks for joining us.
0: This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article, send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org, visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEE USA, or Twitter at IEEE USA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.